0: And for our scripture reading, turn to Matthew chapter 2. We're going to re- read verses 1 through 12. You can find it in your Pew Bibles on page 1497. One four nine seven. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they return to their country by another route. Thus ends our reading of God's unchanging word. May all who hear it find themselves led to worship the King of kings. Well, it was it was just last Christmas that I had preached on this passage, but since we are studying through the gospel of Matthew, I thought it would, it would be important to not skip over any section. So if any of this sounds familiar, that is the reason why. But it's always good to have a refresher, am I right? Now as we as we continue our study through this gospel, we one thing we will notice is that is that Matthew he will insert into the narrative sharp contrast between those who believe and those who do not. And by doing so, he, he is giving us a clearer understanding on the differences between faith and unbelief. You see, Matthew has, has chosen to highlight for us a, a disturbing version of Jesus' nativity, he, he brings to the foreground the, the, the dichotomy between those who, who seek to worship this newborn Prince of Peace and those who are troubled by this one who was born King of the Jews. Look again at the, at the first three verses. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. Now, the first question we must ask is who are these magi? Typically, when when I hear this story read, I think of that song that we just sang, We Three Kings. But were the Magi really kings? Most likely, no. What, What is more probable is that they were advisors to rulers, to kings from the region of Persia or Babylon. And how can we know this? Well, for one, they they came out of the east where the lands of Persia and Babylon lay. But two, the word magi, it's a title given to the magicians who served under the kings of both those nations. It's the same word we see for the magicians in the book of Daniel. Now, now the second problem that we have with this song is, is that there were probably more than three of them as well. We, we only think of three because of the three gifts that they offer, but it's, but it's very unlikely that three men would travel such a long distance by themselves. The, the trip was too dangerous. More likely there would have been a whole caravan of, of magi that would have entered into Jerusalem. And this is why, why King Herod and all of Jerusalem were disturbed. I mean, three strange men coming into the city would not have been that big a news. But, but if you had 30 or 40 men from the east riding in on horseback and wagons, now then you have something to talk about. <coughs> Particularly when you heard what they had to say. I mean, what was it that they were asking? Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews. We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Think about this. Magi from the east came to Jerusalem asking about the Messiah. How would they have even known about, about such a thing? I mean, after all, they were they were not Jews. And by all indications, they were, they were astrologers. They, they practiced a form of divination, which, by the way, is outlawed in God's word as a form of magic. I mean, by today's standards, they, they were sorcerers. They are the equivalent to Merlin or, or Dumbledore. That being said, they, they knew of this coming king and of his star. Now how would they have known this? What you have to understand is is that 600 years prior, the the Jews were taken captive by the Babylonians. And it wasn't long after that, that that the Persians overtook Babylon. And many Jews came into advisory roles under the kings of these nations, like Nebuchadnezzar and Xerxes, people like Daniel. And Nehemiah, they would have mingled with these Magi of the East. And, and, and what you have to understand is that these Magi were the scholars of their days. And so they were, they were interested in, in literature from all over. And they, they probably grabbed for themselves these Hebrew texts, storing them in their libraries and becoming familiar with them. And one thing they became familiar with is Balaam's prophecy in Numbers 24. Verse 17, it says this, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. These magi saw the star rise over Israel, and they knew what it meant. Meanwhile, the Jews in Jerusalem seemed to be clueless. They did not know what had taken place and they, for, for they were not looking for the Messiah's arrival. They were not prepared. In fact, they, they were troubled to hear such news particularly King Herod. Here's what you need to know about King Herod. He was a ruthless and paranoid man. Though he he wasn't a Jew by birth, he was was given the throne of Israel by the Romans. He was was a a king not anointed by God, but appointed by Rome. And because of this, he he continuously thought that, that others were trying to take away his power. He even had some of his own sons thinking that they were after his crown. So he had a a reputation for being both suspicious and violent. It's no wonder that that all of Jerusalem was disturbed by the news of the Magi. For these men had claimed that the the Messianic king from the lineage of David had been born. The question is, what would Herod do? Do. Verses 4 through 6. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea. For they replied, "They replied, For this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Herod was on the hunt. Though though he didn't know the scriptures, he had the chief priests and the the teachers of the law in in his back pocket. And from the prophet Micah, they understood that David's heir would come from the same town that David was born in, Bethlehem. So after Herod Herod learned of the Messiah's birthplace, he sent for the Magi once more. And we read this in verses 7 and 8. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me." So that I too may go and worship him. This Herod was a crafty one. You don't get to the position he was in without some type of cunning. So he did not let on to the the magi of his disposition and attitude towards the news that they had brought. He met with them again, this time in secret. And and from them he ascertained the, the, the time of the star's arrival so as to know the age of this Messiah. And he hoped that these men from the east would lead him to this child. So he feigned as if he too desired to worship this newborn king. Verses 9 and 10. After they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. Again, this, this star from God direct, directed their steps. Throughout the generations, people have tried to, to come up with different theories as to, as to what this star was. Many have pointed to uh, different astrological events. Some have suggested that it might have been a meteor. Others, maybe the planets were, were aligning just right. And then there's, there's a theory out there that it might have been a supernova. The problem is, is that, that none of these fit the, the explanation given from the biblical text. The star would have risen in the west instead of the east, going against the motion of the earth's rotation. It would have, would have also had to have lasted in the sky for a lengthy period of time or it would have had to have appeared and then disappeared only to have reappeared again. In order to, to guide these magi, it would have had to have moved in a more sporadic motion than any celestial phenomenon. From the description that we're given, this was a miraculous event, and it's best that we leave it as such. This was the star rising out of Jacob, guiding the Magi to the king of the Jews. Well, what else does the text say? That they were overjoyed. God had led them to Jerusalem, but they had not found the king they were looking for. Instead, they found King Herod. But now the Lord was directing their steps once more, leading them to this rightful king whom they were about to meet. And they were overjoyed. This is a sign of true faith, joy when meeting their king. Let me ask you, When you come to church, does it bring you joy? Does it it excite you to know that you will be in the presence of Jesus worshiping Him? Joy and worship is a sign of true faith. Verse 11. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. This is now the third time that Matthew uses this word worship in these 12 verses. He he is emphasizing and, and understanding that these magi had that this child is more than just a king. God has revealed to these men that Jesus is more than just a man. How they do this, the the text doesn't say. It could have been a dream or a vision. It's possible that through through, through their study of the Hebrew Scriptures that they had determined that the Messiah had to be God. It doesn't really matter how they knew. What, what is important is that they understood who Jesus was and, and they treated him with the honor he was due. They bowed before him and offered him treasure. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh all were the gifts for a king. Gold representing the, the wealth and prosperity that he would bring to his kingdom. Frankincense and aromatic oil that that burned daily at the temple, symbolizing the priestly work that, that the Messiah would accomplish. And finally, myrrh and anointing oil, which is also used for embalming, communicating that God's hand was upon his son, as well as foretelling of the death that he would have to suffer. These magi. These sorcerers, they they knew God's word and correctly interpreted the sign God had given to them, which in turn led them into true worship. And Matthew includes such details to bring shame to unbelieving Israel. Ask yourselves, where were the chief priests? Where were the teachers of the law? They had to have known the scriptures better than these Gentile magicians from the east. And yet, God had chosen to reveal these things to those who were far off. All the while, Christ remained hidden from those who were near. However, God was not quite finished with these magi. Look at verse 12. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Just as God had spoken to Joseph through a dream, now here he speaks to these magi, warning them of Herod's wrath. For their own protection and for the protection of Mary and Joseph and Jesus, God spoke to these men of the east. Just as we saw when we went through the genealogy of Christ, we see the the same thing here. The Lord will make sure that his plan of salvation will not be thwarted by the evil of men. And at the same time, he he rescues those who, who worship him, even Gentile sinners from the East. Today, you you live in a world that keeps you very active. You have many distractions to keep you busy that keep you from worshiping your king. Yet in the midst of all your busyness, God has spoken to you a prophecy of old. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. Brothers, Sisters, Jesus has come to you. He was born your king, your shepherd. And this should bring you joy. Will you bow down and worship him? Listen, these these magi, they they chose to heed God's word. They, They followed the sign and it led them to their king. And in their joy, they bowed down and worshipped him. Herod, the enemy of our Lord, ignored the scriptures. For he knew nothing of this prophecy. And when it was brought before him, he was disturbed by the news. Only having thoughts of murder in his heart. And the religious leaders, they, they knew God's word just as well as these magi, if not better. However... They paid no attention to the God who was speaking in their midst. What we see here are three groups of people. What is the difference? Why do some have faith and others do not? With Herod, he's he's like the skeptic, angry and, and bitter at a God who claims to have authority over his life. He was not a student of God's word. Instead, he was a man who only cared about one thing, himself. Dear friends, I I pray this isn't you. Whether or not you believe there is a God, it doesn't change the fact that there is a God. A God who is your king and a God who will hold you accountable to your sins. Of course, there were the chief priests and the teachers of the law. And they were like those who, who feign belief. By their, by their outward appearance, they, they blend into God's community. They're like tares among the wheat. And it's not that they didn't know their scriptures. They, they understood the Old Testament well. In fact, better than these Magi. For, for they knew to look to Bethlehem when the Magi didn't. And yet... They were not looking for the star rising out of Jacob, for they didn't trust in God's Word to be true. And so even though they, they looked the part and they had great knowledge, they had little faith. Even though they lived in the heart of the promised land, in the, in the very city of David, they were not looking for the promised Messiah. So instead, God had chosen Gentiles from the East, magi, practitioners of of a forbidden magic to reveal his son. And it was to the shame of these Jewish religious leaders. How many in our churches today are, are looking the part but are lacking true faith? Dear friends, uh, the, the question now comes to you. Are you looking for that star in the sky? Are, are you trusting in the, the promise of God's salvation? Does it bring you joy? Or are you just playing at church? Not really looking for a king to worship, but, but enjoying the seat at his table nonetheless. Now is the the time to repent and believe. Now is the time to worship your king. It it doesn't matter if you know your Bible inside out. And it also doesn't matter if, if you are far off. If you have been distant from God. For his star has risen, leading you to him. God has become a man and has made his dwelling among you. So whether you are in church every week, or whether you are in a remote place, the land of the east, Jesus has come to you with his message of hope. He is both the lion and the lamb. He is your king, and he is the one who has died for your sins, even though you were far off. The question is, will you come and worship the king. We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your son. Once again, we, we are reminded of him and the gift that he brought to mankind. You have shown to us your mercy through Jesus And we've seen your love through his sacrifice. Fill us now with your Holy Spirit. Produce faith within us that we might believe such such wonderful news. Let our our eyes be ever fixed on your Son. And may he be be the joy in our life. We pray this in his name. Amen.